0: Georgia is the standard of college football, and if you needed more evidence of that, uh, maybe you needed more research to be done. Well, let me tell you, we've done the research. The research has been done. Facts have come in. And we're, and we're here to report that um, Alabama down bad, y'all. They down bad. Coordinator hires are have finally been made. Now, months into the searching process, and um, let's just say it's nobody's first choice today on the Locked On Bulldogs podcast. You are Locked On Bulldogs, your daily podcast on the Georgia Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: Welcome back. This is Locked On Bulldogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. More on them in a moment. LinkedIn mm. is the best place to get the applicants for your job that you need. Well, you Today gave us more at, on them
0: right then. You, that? Gave, you, gave, you I, said it was going to be more in a minute, but then you just went ahead and gave us a little I'm bit more right then. i even there. more, This man, Daniel. is. he's a giver.
1: I just. He's a look, giver. He
0: loves to give.
1: I love to give. Mm-hmm. Nick Saban does not like to give. Out any meaningful hope to Alabama fans. Here's what oh, we they gonna need. find some hope. They oh, gonna find some hope. Alabama we going fans. We go through are. that Twitter feed, and let me tell you this right now. I read one news of the day. Here's what we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk about the offensive coordinator hire, the defensive coordinator hire, and how Glenn Schumann miraculously still, shockingly, still a Georgia Bulldog defensive coordinator.
0: Interesting. We're gonna talk
1: about that in the third segment. But let's begin here. I'm going through the Twitter feed and saw Sidelines Alabama talk about how um, Alabama going vintage late 2000s was not what I had in mind, but I'm here for it.
0: Oh, yeah. And I said,
1: you you can't be serious, sir. No, we're serious. No, we're going to spin
0: that. The spin zone is fully operational. Um, My gosh. Listen, this is a Georgia football podcast, and – it's not the only it, trolling Alabama is not the primary function of this podcast. No. But number 1 it sure is fun. But it's
1: not it's not
0: the last. And number 2 <laughs> number 2 Alabama again still believes themselves to be the biggest threat to Georgia. The standard. Uh the standard of college football, Correct. but the fact of the matter is is that Nick Saban is the greatest college football coach of all time in the same way that John Wooden is the greatest college basketball coach of all time? There's no, I am both not are doubting indisputable anything. facts, and both individuals I believe to be deceased. So there's similarities all across the board. You just did John Wooden dirty, <laughs> just so you now, fully understand. Well, um, let's talk about Tommy Reese first. Can we talk about Tommy Reese Please. first? Because it's the least funny. It's, of the two hires,
1: so so the two hires, yes, we will get the defensive coordinator and how Steele is laughable. But if you want to talk about Tommy Reese as an offensive coordinator, coordinator in the SEC, coming down from Notre Dame, having zero lick of experience at this level, being at Notre Dame and being the offensive coordinator with not the greatest talent pool in the world at quarterback and receiver, and all, I I, I hear that. Oh wait, hold on a second, hold on. You want to talk about first-round wide receivers? And yeah. you want to talk about quarterbacks? Tight back. end? Do they have a I, tight
0: end that I've heard is the best tight end in college football? It's what I've been told. I heard he was graded out.
1: Pro Football yeah. Focus told me that he's better than Brock Bowers, which is a bloody lie, but that's what they say. Um, He had talent up at Notre Dame, Daniel. And how well did he run that offensive juggernaut over at Notre Dame?
0: Well, uh, 60th in total offense okay. well, in the NCAA. Now that's, and, be,
1: that's because their conference is really, really difficult, right? I
0: my my buddy who's an Alabama fan, which just kudos. to you don't deserve a shout out on the podcast, but no. I do know you're listening. Um, he did he did point out, and rightfully so, okay. he did point out they led their conference in offensive output.
1: <laughs> they first actually across the board first, not the COVID shortened season where they got grouped in with no. North Carolina.
0: Um, okay, so it's it's the it's 60th in total offense and it's yeah. 45th in yards per play. But if you want to look at the most telling offensive yes. statistic for actual productivity of a team, it's probably yards per play. And so sometimes total offense, total defensive numbers can be skewed. And so we'll give Tommy Reese the benefit of the doubt. We'll give him 45th in yards per play, even though Notre this. Dame finished 60th in total offense. Now, Notre Dame, as you mentioned, not a very talented team. Only the tenth most talented team in the FBS, Clint. In all of college football, the tenth most talented team according to the twenty four seven composite talent ratings. And so, um but they played such a tough schedule that Notre Dame team did. Uh no. But they they were just really bad. I mean, early in this season, Tommy Reese was gonna be fired from Notre Dame. Notre Dame is throwing a parade to get Tommy Reese out of town. Alabama fans can try to spin this however they want, but when you hire someone and the team that he's leaving is happy about it, Mm -hmm. that's not great for you because they know Tommy Reese better than you know Tommy Reese because they've had to watch him and his inept offensive play calling every single week for the last couple seasons And now you take um, you take Brian Kelly away from Tommy Reese. And last year, what you had was it's called exposure. And he was exposed to the tune of not being a very creative or talented play caller. Uh,
1: They had top 10 recruiting classes, uh, top seven number of years for the past three, four, five years. They had the talent. They had people coming in. They had the players. They have the cachet. If you want to talk about Notre Dame being a, a household name, they are. They are a household name.
0: Now, they're not as talented as Alabama. Nobody's saying that. I'm not Nobody, saying that. But what saying I'm
1: saying that. is, is again, when you're getting outdueled by coaches that are 20th, 25th, 30th in recruit rankings, that's, that's where coaching and development really takes precedent. Yes, you must have the talent, but it's what you do with the talent that's there. You look at Notre Dame's. Notre Dame has been known to have defense the last couple of years. That we don't refute. They they played close. Ohio State was not locked down, but kept in a tight game for sure. the beginning of the season because of the defense. And that we've never said. But they get they got blue bloods that come through from that tradition up there. And he did nothing. He was going to get fired. Uh, and what this. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about this more in probably segment three when we talk about Glenn Schumann and why he's staying and why Saban couldn't pull him. But these top tier coaches do not want to coach alongside Nick Saban today. They used to. That's right. That's they right. used to. No longer is the case. He is not helping anybody's career get further. He used to do that. He did. It's no longer the
0: case. That's why you see guys staying at Washington. Staying as the OC at Washington not instead of coming to Alabama where he was offered a job.
1: Where he was told, you can run the offense.
0: I don't... Listen, you say whatever you want. Again, the legacy almost cannot be tarnished, right? It's hard to say the legacy again, can't be tarnished because people... You like Joe- him to John Wooden for crying out loud. Exactly. The legacy can't be touched. But the last four coordinators that he's hired... Are Kevin Steele, uh, Tommy Reese, uh, Bill O'Brien, oh my. and what's the cat's name? B- Pete Golding. Which, by the way, we're going to talk where they
1: came from. But just a little here, here's a hint yeah. all those so, guys had lost their job or were going to lose them. Just I'm just last saying, day. Alabama fans,
0: no one's disputing Kirby Smart, N- Lane Kiffin, Steve Sarkeesian, Brian sure. Dable. No one's sure. disputing these hires. No one's disputing these incredible coordinators that Nick Saban has developed and coached and springboarded into bigger and better things. What, what is being said on this podcast and across the country about Alabama that you can't handle is that those days are over because Nick Saban is over the hill in terms of coaching and will never be the same thing that he used to be. Ooh, you love to hear
1: it. We're going to come back after this, but first I want to let you know about LinkedIn. LinkedIn is the place that you need to go right now Mm -hmm. to get every single applicant that you need for your job. Businesses are opening up. COVID has been a long distance memory as people in the world begin to open once ago, once again, long ago, Daniel. LinkedIn (laughs) is the place that you get the applicants that you need for free. You get to post your job for free and have at your disposal, millions upon millions upon millions of networks that people have, people know, and people connect to peers, professionals. You, you get by word of mouth, you get by who somebody knows connections are the way to do this. Not just a cold call, not just an open audition. Don't do that. That's not the way to go. Instead, go over to linkedin.com slash college, linkedin.com slash college, post your job for free right over there. It's uh, It's fantastic. Uh, It's easy, Um, and again, you're going to get the right candidate for your job right now. Okay, so let's we we've already dealt with the offensive side of the ball. Can we have a good
0: laugh now? Is it can we can we can we let loose
1: again? The unserious is that Tommy Reese is not a good football coach. He should be unemployed. Would have been unemployed if Nick Saban wasn't desperate and wasn't turned down at minimum one. Or twice in yeah. the last two weeks, and he that's, went to try to save face and he needed a hire, and Tommy Reese was there. Okay. This so we
0: thought was going to be the hilarious Alabama off a coordinator coaching hire of the we season. Thought that's
1: that's gonna be we, the bottom of the bucket. I a had a second.
0: tweet I had a tweet loaded up where mm-hmm. I was gonna say where where, to, where go? with I had a draft formulated saying something to the effect of Alabama decided to make the most ridiculous offensive coordinator hire of the offseason and then the Dallas Cowboys swooped in off the top rope and took the crown which if you don't know the Dallas Cowboys hired he who shall not be named we're not Uh, I don't know who it is so stop we're not going to talk about it I thought that was going to be the one we were joking about sure 60th in total offense 45th in yards per play
1: but then old Saban said, "You know what? Let's get the band back together." And by band, I mean all washed up, has been old coaches in the SEC.
0: Now you say washed up and has been. You don't. <laughs> surely you don't mean that Kevin Steele
1: was something to begin with.
0: Well, number one was ever something to begin with. <laughs> yes, wasn't just suckling off the teat of Kirby Smart uh, for his for every successful stop that he's ever made. Is. There in is. his coaching tender, let's let's talk about some really insightful numbers, okay? Please do. Them. Kevin Steele's coming from the University of Miami. Now we said that uh, that Notre Dame had the tenth most talented roster in the NCAA last year. Do you recall us saying oh, that? I recall. Uh, Miami, it turns out, had the twelfth most talented roster in the entire NCAA.
1: That's talented people.
0: The most talented players on that most talented roster, on that 12th most talented roster in the entire NCAA, Mm -hmm. four of the top six most talented players on that roster, all defensive players. Interesting. So we acknowledge that not every player in the the 24-7 composite plays on one side of the ball or the other, but it just so happens that the bulk of Miami's top-end talent happen to be defensive players. So... Again, it's a lot of numbers. If you're listening on audio, just try to track. 12th most talented roster. Heavily loaded with defensive talent. Potential soon-to-be NFL players on the defensive side of the ball. And Kevin Steele swoops in. Mm -hmm. And he coaches that unit to the tune of 65th nationally in total defense. Now... We mentioned that total defense, not the most, not the best way to gauge defensive performance. And so, to be fair, we will give Alabama the same benefit of the doubt we gave you with Tommy Reese. Tommy Reese, 60th in total offense, but he was 45th in yards per play. Kevin Steele, on the other hand, 65th in total defense and 105th in the FBS in yards per play. Oh, no, Daniel. No, no. So we're talking about the 12th most talented roster and the 105th best performing defense in the FBS. Now, I don't see too well, Chris okay. Marler, but is that research that we just did there? Is that what that was? Was that? Because what I see is a loser who absolutely is a joke of a hire. And so if you want to tweet at me that people are going to criticize Bill Belichick if Nick Saban hires him, that's all well and good. But the fact of the matter is, is that he didn't hire Bill Belichick. He hired Timmy Belichick. Or whatever that Mullet guy's name is. Like nobody, nobody is scared of Kevin Steele. And the Alabama no. defense next year will be bad.
1: They will be bad. They are, they are going to be historically. Bad for Alabama standards, not SEC for Alabama standards. Uh, Steele, while he was at Auburn coaching Mm -hmm. over there, Daniel. Alabama
0: built by Auburn. I think everybody knows that. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows it. Built by Georgia players and Auburn coaches.
1: Correct. Um, Never ascended past third best defense in the SEC while he was there. Handful of times, fourth and then sixth, having Mississippi State, Kentucky, Missouri have better defenses during that time than him. Yes, the Stallworth missouri now again you want to talk about rabid fan bases and players that will come to auburn just because the name auburn lsu auburn alabama have guys that will come just because of the logo and the name they don't even look at anything else you offer the names there they'll mm-hmm. come for family ties regional ties whatever it and is. then
0: they're either developed or they're not developed they're okay. either coached or they're not coached
1: he gets fired and goes on the next year. They have the same exact defense mm-hmm. as the year that he was coaching. Nothing changes hmm. based upon his to somebody else, to Derek Mason, to the rest of them. Uh, Derek Mason, by the way, who had one foot out the door and doesn't want to coach anymore in college football after being at Auburn. Yeah. Uh, like that guy who is totally disinterested in it has the same ability that Steele does. So a half interested man has <laughs> full attention. Steel. One half
0: of Derek Mason equals full effort. Kevin Steele. That's correct. That sounds about right. Um,
1: this is what we're talking about goes on and, and you could just track what he had done, you know, uh, uh, Tennessee and then at Miami. And now with so much of this bad mo- mojo coming back to Alabama, um, Look, Alabama had to rely on Te'o Te'o to be a defensive standout, had Correct. the best player according to all metrics in the history of college football. They didn't do any. They didn't do anything with that last year, and now they they downgrade.
0: This they man downgrade. is a downgrade from Golding. Do you understand and, that? And Alabama fans who will at the, in the same breath tell you that you have to trust the process. Nick Trust has Saban. never led us astray before. Not once. And yet fire Pete Golding because he is absolutely the worst. Well, I'm sorry, wasn't he the process? Wasn't he the guy that Nick Saban hired? So that, was, that was the process. It never goes wrong in, except when it goes ter- terribly wrong. And then you go out and you absolutely just get stonewalled by Glenn Schumann, who is your first choice. Which we're gonna talk about in segment three. I can't wait for that. That was my and best. then Lord in best. heaven, what who else must you have called? Who else must you have called? But, Did Will Muschamp feelers. get a call that we don't know about? Healers, y'all. Okay. Who else must you have called? At some point, I didn't believe them when the rumors about Grantham were surfacing. I didn't believe them because I thought, okay, this is Twitter being Twitter. This is absolute nonsense. There's no universe in which Nick Saban and Alabama would hire Todd Grantham, who has proven at multiple stops to be incredibly bad. Abysmal. At being a defensive coordinator. Then Grantham takes a third-tier position with the Dallas Cowboys, and I thought, okay. Sh- Saints. He- the, yeah, the Saints, sorry. He's and literally thought, an analysis. An a- He's analyzing
1: an analyst. the yeah. analyst's analysis. That's,
0: That's correct. Said. That's correct. It's very hard to say, but it is correct. <laughs> and I thought, okay, even more proof that correct. this these rumors were false. There's no way that Alabama offered him the DC job and then he took an analyze and an analyst job. But <laughs> but then you go higher steel. And it makes me rethink everything because Todd Grantham uh-huh. your- is better. Than steal. And that's a
1: did, fact. Did you ever imagine uttering those words that that's, Todd Grantham was going to be better than the current Alabama defensive coordinator?
0: I dare someone to dispute that with facts. Facts. With, with Not numbers. with facts. I dare no, someone to do that.
1: He, and we're going to get into this with shoe in the next segment, but here's what I just want to say. Nick Saban is losing control. And how do I know he's losing control? He ran out everybody that could push him. And he's bringing in guys that he has absolute 100% fear tactic authority over. Kirby not doing that. Todd Munkin looks at Kirby and says, this is my offense. And Kirby has a respectful understanding that, yes, it is. Nick Saban is losing control. He feels it slipping because what he's doing is he's bringing in two guys that he knows, I can control Tommy Reese and I can control Steele. And it's a bad look, y'all. It's It's a bad look.
0: It's not going great. No, it's not going great.
1: So it's like, Daniel's going to let you know about built bar. And then after that, we're going to talk about shoe.
0: I'll tell you what is going great is me eating a lot of built bars lately. And it's, it's, I've been to your house. so They're in your cupboard for you to eat. It's, It's a perfect scenario. You grab one on the way to work. You grab one when you hit that 2 o'clock lull at the office. Um, uh, They're they're a perfect meal replacement on the go, pre-workout, post-workout. We've been telling you about them forever because they are absolutely fantastic. It's a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. They're high in protein, high in fiber. Those are things that you want to put in your body. They're low in sugar. That's something that you don't want to put in your body. I'm just trying to help people out. Here. Um, they are the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And right now, you go to built.com and you enter the promo code locked on 15. You get 15% off. You go to Sam's Club. I think they have them. You go to Walmart. I think they have them. You start to see built bars pop up everywhere because hey, the Walmart. world is starting to catch on that this is a much healthier, much tastier option to put in your body than that three o'clock, three musketeers that you have traditionally been having do, do something new try a built bar they come in a wide variety of delicious flavors 100 real chocolate uh fruit flavors caramel flavors birthday cake flavors crunchy ones chewy ones whatever is your preference you can get it built.com uh the tastiest protein bar on planet earth all
1: right daniel let's talk shall we let's about how about we it. were told uh-huh. that georgia was going to lose out
0: on, good authority. on
1: Good. We were told on good authority. By good authority, we mean Alabama message boards and the hopes and tears at the bottom of an ashtray outside of Kmart. That's, mm-hmm. what, we were hope, that's what we were told. That's what we were.
0: We were told by the 2020 Mickey Mouse champion Alabama Crimson Tide that it's no one would say no for to go from Georgia defensive coordinator to Alabama defensive coordinator is a promotion, Clint. That's being promoted. That's what we were told. And so no one would turn that down.
1: No, why would because
0: you, you don't turn down a chance to work next to the king. Yeah. And it turns out that's true. You don't, you which don't. is what he did. He did not turn down a, a, yeah. a job to work at the king. He took that when he
1: left Alabama and came with Kirby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kirby and Shue are inseparable. Again, just like Lanning, Kirby is going to get Shue a head coaching position. Well, Glenn
0: Schumann's a- gonna get Glenn Schumann a head coaching position. I'm sorry, he's gonna earn
1: it. You're you're absolutely right. Kirby is going to assist him and get just like he did. Dan Lanning, yeah, he's going to keep he's him. He's going to provide the him
0: the opportunity yes. to showcase his talent. Yes.
1: And he's going to go get a fantastic head coaching job. It's he not is.
0: Going to and be. you better just hope Georgia fans. It's not in the sec be- because Glenn Schumann, it will wreck fools. because we're rid goes. of him. Get because him far. Oregon is a perfect place. Perfect place. Let's Big have 10. Glenn Schumann go to Stanford. Let's just you know get
1: him. You know what? The ACC, ACC needs some little glu- Glenn Schumann. That's who they need. Just ACC's get on over there. ACC is
0: not far enough. Clint. No, Let's get him. Let's get him in the Big Ten. Let's get him out. Let's get him to Utah. I'm fine Kyle with Kyle Whittingham's gonna probably kill someone with his bare hands and be doing hard time. Let's get Glenn Schumann out. Oh, by there. the way,
1: tell me that's not
0: within the realm of possibility. I'm, listen, it's not a, it's not yacht level
1: analysis, no, but like I'm not. just saying,
0: it's possible.
1: Okay, so Glenn stays at Georgia like we said he was going to do, and like everyone knew, and like the hopes and dreams of Bammers were dashed with that. And here's again what that means. It means the top level assistants are turning down Nick Saban without an actual offer coming their way. I don't know I don't know if, if people understand how hiring practices work, especially within college football, especially within tight ranks of the family, the fraternity that is head coaching. And the, and the, the college coaches that know each other so well, Daniel, mm-hmm. you don't just, it, it's not like every other job interview where you start with a hundred and you whittle it down and you get down to your final candidate and you offer them a job. These, these guys typically have offers before they hop on a plane most of the time. Yeah. Okay. Cause they know each other. Uh, when Kirby assembled his team, when Dan Lanning assembled his team, when all these guys are assembling their team, they reach out. So yes, you, I, I'm sure Glenn got a call, Daniel. I'm positive I bet that.
0: Glenn's agent fields quite a few calls, Clint. I bet he's I'm gotten sure, called about many things.
1: I'm sure Glenn said, Hey, coach, I hope the Lake's treating you well. Glenn, I want to get you out here. You know what? I hope. It's treating you well. I've got coach. a couple
0: recruiting visits I gotta make. I'd love to find the time, but I just don't know if I'm gonna be able to do it. That's what happened when you get shut down before
1: you actually get to offer him. When you're inviting him out to the lake to offer, I, I, this is all hypothetical, but I guarantee this is how it happens on the back end, and you have to go out and get somebody else like Steele. Glenn Schumann's gonna stay at Georgia until he gets a head coaching position, Which and it's not Nick gonna Saban, be very long from now. It's two years from now, guys. Two if. years from now, uh, if. if yeah, I'm I'm saying that's the max shelf life that we have Glenn Schumann is this next year and the year after that. And more than likely it's just next year. And you're right. Think of, think that's of enough
0: a, for the three P Clint. That's enough. That's all. Okay. I'm just um, saying just, that's enough. That's enough to do. What's never been done. That's all it. That... We did. What's never been done, which is back to back in the college football playoff era. That's never oh, been okay. done. that's interesting. So, that's wild. Hmm.
1: Um This is again, what it means for us, thank goodness what it means for Nick Saban is that he can't even get past first call with his choices of people. It, That's what it means.
0: That's it's rough. not a good look. It's not a good look for Alabama, but bigger picture to your point, it's, it's more about where Georgia is right now. And where Georgia is right now is the place that you want to be. And here's why that matters. Because – The the off-season future of one Todd Munkin, still to be determined. At time of recording, still, good Lord, NFL. Get your act together. Do your job. Just figure it out. I don't know why anybody still watches the NFL. Just figure it out. Peace and peace to you guys. We still don't know what's going to happen with Todd Munkin, but here's what we do know. What do we know? Kirby Smart's not going to pull some University of Tennessee-like hiring process like Alabama just did and I use that knowing full well what I just said this this offseason hiring by Alabama it reeks of the University of Tennessee and if if you're so. not aware of how big of an insult that is you haven't been paying attention to the University of Tennessee they almost long. hired old old, <laughs> they, old face cover they, McGee over they here <laughs> literally they literally hired a man who dressed like a turtle on the sidelines And that is the
1: best we can we can describe on this podcast.
0: And that was to replace Butch Jones, who replaced Derek Dooley. These are the hires we're talking about.
1: So we get what we're saying.
0: Georgia's not going to have that when they need to replace. First of all, Georgia replacing defensive coordinators. We're not. I mean, Kirby just opened a back door, and he'll be. He got defensive coordinators lined up.
1: Oh, you're telling me that I'm going to learn from the king of defense and he's going to get me a head coaching position in any D1 college I want? Cool. I'll go work for him.
0: Offensive coordinator is not going to be any different, Clint. Maybe it's going to be Mike Bobo, and maybe that's going to be the direction that it goes. And listen to me. If it is, Alabama fans are going to come hard, Georgia. They're going to come hard. And they're going to try... To use statistics to show that Mike Bobo wasn't good, which Georgia fans know full well you can't do. Bring the statistics. We've been trying to do that for years and it never works. Ask Dog Stats because he will just hammer you with data. Meanwhile, Kevin Steele had the 105th ranked uh, defensive yards per play unit in all of college football last year. Those are numbers. Go Go back and listen to last
1: week when we said the most feared team in the SEC for Georgia
0: is LSU and it's not Alabama. And this continues to prove the point. We might, Based on this recent development, we may have had Alabama ranked too high five years from now. We're banking on the fact that Nick Saban has retired and they've hired someone who is uh, they've, alive, they've who is currently hired, living.
1: They've hired yes. their current offensive coordinator to just come out, Tommy Reese. It's just come been on promoted in, to
0: Alabama head coach.
1: <laughs> this has been Locked on Bulldogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We will see you guys tomorrow.
0: See ya.